Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. We'd like to welcome everybody back to the Football's Family Podcast. And I want to say this. Today marks my 100th episode that I have released. I cannot believe it, but it's been 100 episodes since I started this. And, and I've enjoyed 99.9% uh, .9 of it. The only thing I don't enjoy is Zoom when it doesn't want to work. That's pretty much it. I've had some great uh, episodes, some great guests, some great books that I've read and some uh, great interviews that I've had of people just like you who who love football. But today, I wanted to take this 100th episode and make it a little bit special. Uh, today is May the 10th. Uh, it actually is my grandmother's 90th birthday, so she is uh, very happy about that. But today is Mental Health Awareness Month, and, and if you followed me for any length, uh, you know that I deal with that a lot in this podcast. I, I, I've been honest and upfront with my struggles with depression and anxiety, uh, depression especially. I told you that my children have those problems as well. It's nothing that has stopped them, but it's something that is kind of interferes with life. And the one thing I've always wanted with this is for people to to break the stigma, to end the stigma, whatever you want to call it, that mental health is, is not a problem. You know, people say, well, it's not something to get involved with. Well, break that stigma, end that stigma. It's something that needs to be dealt with. I have a quote here. It says, remove the idea that if I suffer below my neck, it's legit. But if I suffer, but not if I suffer above the neck. It's, you know, if you're sick, if you've got cancer, if you got this or that, you go to the doctor to get fixed. And we think mental health is not part of that. It's a stigma that needs to be removed. Uh, I've been watching a lot of videos lately talking about, especially for men, one video I watched, ask a bunch of men, who can you talk to about your problems? And they said, no one's going to listen because we have this notion in our society, even now that men do not need anything, any help or anything like that. And you say, well, why is that the case? You would figure that men need it just as much as women. Uh, odds are men are going to have mental, mental uh, challenges like that more than women, although women have a large number of it. In fact, I'm looking at, at this. There are several more, uh, a large number of percentage of the people in our society have mental health or mental health challenges. But one thing that I want to do, I'm going to pull up, pull up a website here. Uh, it's statistics on mental health. I want to read this to you here in particular. Uh, when people talk about mental health, we get this image of somebody who is literally going crazy that they need to be put in a padded, a padded room. But according to, nimh.nih.gov it says mental illnesses are common in the united states it's estimated that more than one in five u.s adults live with mental illness that is 57.8 million 
in this country alone in 2021. It can it can go from severity ranging from mild to moderate to severe. Any of those could be just as bad. Even mild mental challenges like that could be can be rough. But when it gets severe, it's it's awful. And we kind of view it as out of sight, out of mind. You don't talk about it. It's not that big of a deal. I have had people that uh, I've told you will quote Bible verses to me because I'm a preacher. I said, well, you should know this. Just be anxious in nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make a request made known to God. That solves it right there. You know, just tell me that I need to be praying more and it works. And to be honest, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a believer. But even if I pray and pray and pray, sometimes that doesn't go away. I was driving by a church earlier today and it says, I'm too blessed to be depressed. Well, you know what that does? It says, if you think that you're blessed, you will not be depressed. So if people are depressed and they say, well, God's not blessing or, or I'm not appreciating my blessing too much. Those things backfire. Those things backfire. That's one reason why I wanted to talk about this today. When you talk about it, that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, you have a green ribbon and you wear green to remind you that there are people out there that their battles are not seen on the surface. If you're sick, people can see that you're sick. If you got a broken arm, you're wearing a cast. Most battles that people fight with mental health challenges are below the surface. And sometimes they're embarrassed to even say anything about it. But last year, May 25th, and I've I've been on Arnie's show and I've been on a couple other. I, w- I was on Sad Times with Kevin Crispin on the uh, fourth hand, a fourth hand uh, podcast incorporation there. May 25th last year, my wife called me. I was in another room getting ready to go to church. And she she said, your son's door is locked. He will not open it. And I literally broke the broke the door down to go in there and see my son with a gun in his hand, dead on on the bed. My son of 17 years committed suicide and it'd be about a year. It's it's almost in 15 days would be a year. I I know suicide is one of the, the leading factors of death, especially for people his age. But the one thing that I found when I was dealing with 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 this and with the repercussions of it is people had they have some issues with how to deal with me and my wife and my daughters they they had they had some things about uh do we talk about it uh do we hug them in fact i I went into casey's here in waverly and i was ordering this young lady said uh how are you doing today? I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I think it was just a couple months after Connor died. I'm okay. And she said, what about Connor and suicide? She whispered, we're in a small town. Everybody knows when I pull up, I've got his name on the back of my truck. I have a tattoo of his initials and a semicolon on my arm. I wrote in the local paper about my son. Everybody knows that. Everybody knew our business before. I mean, it, when, when it went out on the sheriff's, they went out on 911. Hundreds of people in town knew immediately because they didn't have anything better to do than listen to 911. It's sad. Suicide is something that we kind of push under the rug. We don't want to talk about it. I don't mind talking about it. 
I have problems, and, and I'll be honest with y'all, I have problems. I, I want to know why you did it. But the more I study about psychology and the more I study about counseling and suicide and everything like that, the more I realize he probably didn't know. Maybe you've been in that situation where you, um, you've looked down the barrel of a gun. I've never done that, but I have looked down. I've looked to make a traffic accident look but me purposely going off the road look like a traffic accident. I've been there. I drove two hours without even realizing I drove two hours. I understand, sort of. My wife and my daughters, I, I had to protect them. I'll be honest with you. I, I protected them. I I took all all the, you know, I, I, I figured out the burial spot for my son. He's near my grandfather, my great-grandfather's, and, and, and things like that. They're in in centerville tennessee i found the preacher i found the spot I, I knew what i needed to do i put on a protective role because that's what i thought i needed to do but here's the problem by doing that i pushed aside what it's like to to grieve my my grief was stunted because i thought because i'm a preacher because i'm a dad because i'm all these things that I had to put on a, a face. I started, I went back to work within a month. Well, maybe not even a month, maybe three weeks after Connor died. I went back to work. Come to find out January this year, I lost it. Things were making me cry. Things were making me, yeah. I, I did a funeral. I went to go visit a man that I loved. He was dying and, and I lost it. And I had people say, oh, you don't need to be crying here. And I was like, no, I'm finally dealing with my son's death. And it's coming out in how I react to other people's death and their pending death. And people look at you and say, well, you're male. You're not supposed to cry. You lose a 17-year-old son who is your best friend that you look forward to everything that he has. And you tell me if you're not going to cry. That, And I hate this term, but I'm going to use it. That idea of toxic masculinity is stupid. Jesus cried. Other people in history, males who had masculine traits, cried. It's okay to cry, especially when you're hurting. I am now, and this is May, I am now going to counsel, and I've been going to counsel for about a year. I'm now starting to figure out that I had been distanced for a long time from my family because I've been trying to figure out ways to cope. And how I felt like I should cope with this is to distance myself from other people. So if they leave me or if they die, it doesn't hurt as much. And guys, that's not how you handle it either. I handled it wrong. I'm just now starting to see that. When people say this is how you're supposed to handle it, I, I, I've read several books. I've read so many books about grief that I learned that, that they can give you suggestions, but no one can grieve like you do. You grieve on your own. If you're suffering through depression right now, People can give you advice, but you have to figure out how to get out of it or how to deal with it in your own way. If anxiety is your problem or if you're going through more uh, more difficult things, you've got to figure out ways to get help. Uh, I can't tell you how to do that. People can't tell you how to do that. You have to figure out how to get help. How do I get help? How do I, uh, how do I ask for help? Where do I go for help? If you're suffering right now from suicidal thoughts call 988 or text 988 please get help don't 
suicide is a permanent fix for a temporary problem. Typically, uh, you are worth it. You are worth every bit of it. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's, I believe that 100%. I don't believe that there's a problem out there that can't be fixed. It may take time and may take effort, but I don't think there's a problem out there that can't be fixed. In 2021, 48,183 people died in suicide. That's one death every 11 minutes here in the United States. 1.7 million people, adults attempted suicide. 3.5 million adults made a plan. 12.3 million adults seriously thought about suicide. I'm gonna tell you this, um, the last couple of weeks, it's getting closer to graduation. My son would have graduated this year. And I feel that I have been robbed. And this is selfish, I know, but we should be enjoying what my son is doing. We went to a couple of awards day and gave out scholarships in his honor, his memory. He should have been receiving them. That guy had about a 35 on ACT. He had a high GPA. He was probably going to go into the Navy, be in the nuclear sub. Even though he's a tall dude, big dude, he would have been working at some high-level stuff. I'm watching other kids get awards and, and being recognized, and I'm trying not to resent them. And it's not right. <laughs> but go through what we've gone through and try not to resent people for having what you feel like you deserve. I don't resent my son. I don't resent him. I wanted what we have been working for for 18 years to happen. In a couple of weeks, they would graduate. He died two days before my birthday. So my birthday, even though I'm older and birthdays are not that big of a deal anymore, I know two days before my birthday, I'm, it's not a happy day. In fact, May 26th, my wife and I are going to go to the Dave Matthews concert here in Nashville area. I don't even know if she's going to go. Uh, I'm going to go, but it's going to be kind of hard to enjoy it. Even though, you know, you think, well, Dave's my, my guy. I don't even know if I can enjoy that because of what happened. Things change big time. Uh, but let me tell you this. I know this has nothing to do with football, but family is big in this podcast. Please don't think that all that it, your struggles right now have to end through suicide. Please don't. If you're there, let this let my voice remind you that you are worth it. You can turn this around if you want to. Suicide is not the answer. And if it is the answer, then change the question. Make sure that you, even if you're not a believer in any type of religion, you're still unique and important. For me, I know I'm unique and important because I believe God made me that way. But if you don't believe that, that's okay. You're unique in your own ways. If you're struggling with things that I don't understand, that's okay too, because I think there are people out there that can help you. But seek after help. Don't take this all by yourself because it gets overwhelming. But please get help. Go to a doctor. Go to talk to somebody that you trust. Talk to clergy. Talk to a counselor. Uh, maybe medicine is in your, in, in your future. Please also remember that if you're taking medicine right now, don't miss a dose of your medicine because it gets hard to get back in your system. May is mental health month. It's a good time to start, but it's not something that you need to end simply because May ends. Now, 
want to thank you for listening. Next time, we'll talk some football. Draft just happened. We'll talk some football next time. But keep in mind, you are worth it. Thank you. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.